Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your church. And thank you for your wonderful people that are here this morning to hear from you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you touch each and every one of our hearts. That we might, pre we might prepare ourselves for you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Here we are in your presence. Here we are in your presence this morning, Holy Spirit. We ask, Father, that you would speak to us this morning, that you would communicate to us, that you would touch our hearts, that you would heal, O oh Lord Jesus, this morning, that you would save, that you would set free, O oh Lord God. Open every heart this morning, Holy Spirit. Open every mind to your word. And I surrender myself to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, wonderful folks, here we are this morning, but we praise God. We're not here for a religious ceremony. Huh. We're not here for a religious ceremony. Oh my God. We're here to make contact with the one who created us. What an amazing thing. We are here to make contact, to have conversations, to hear the word of God, the one who created everything. Think about that for a moment. We take calls from everybody and we value the voices that speak to, that speak to us. But the one who created us, the world, the one who formed the earth, the one who put the sun and the moon and the stars up there, the one who feed us and clothe us in a general sense in the world we don't have time for him it's hard look guys we have so many sporting events that are going on today and people are going to be paying large prices to go and see some guy run with a ball don't ask it ball or whatever it is and I bet you if you go and check the stadiums they're packed and they're paying and God is calling people before his presence and it's very difficult for him to get our attention very difficult at times my king and my God. God created the whole world and placed us here. He's constantly ringing, con constantly speaking to us and we're disregarding. So that's why we can't afford to have a religious. Whenever we get this opportunity to speak on behalf of Jesus, we can't have a religious conversation. And we, I don't know who might float in here. I don't know who might float in this environment and this space and they have gone to several churches over the years and somehow nothing happened for them i don't know what why nothing happened for you but my king and my god if god give you the chance after you read this book here cause about if God give you the chance to speak to a man or a woman after you read this book here, what would you say to them? Oh God. After you read that book and see that God created us in his likeness and in his image and that you come to understand that also we cannot die, that we cannot die, that we are eternal beings. What would you say to them? The question is, this morning, where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? Ha! God created us in his likeness and in his image. In perfection. He wants our attention. If you go to classroom, for the young one there, I know, sometimes a little scary. I can't help myself. When my spirit jumps, my body jumps. 
It's just uh, something that you'll get to understand pretty soon. God's going to give you that, that understanding. I'm not doing it on purpose. Yeah. That's my spirit. Our spirits that went dormant when Adam and Eve in that garden ate from the tree that God had commanded them not to eat from. Their, their spirit, man, died in that moment. We were, we were not created to be physical bodies only. There is a second Adam that came. His name is Jesus Christ. And when you believe his message, you activate your spirit. And you can understand this type of dialogue. Then you will know the things of the spirit that the mind cannot understand. Whatever life did to you in the previous seasons, you can have a you can turn a new leaf today. There is power available to you. God is available to you today. Doesn't matter what went on in the previous seasons. If you will surrender your will to Him. God is, you know, what did, what did I feel in my spirit as I sat there? <laughs> I felt the pain that the Lord feels for the ones that He created. Not just us, those that are on the outside. The pain, you know, when you have children and they are gone off, living a life totally separated. God, His heart aches for us to return to Him. And that's why we're here, to preach this message. That people might realize and go back to God and submit their lives to Him. He gave us a will to choose. And in many, in the past, mainly we chose our own way. We disregarded God's word and His counsel. There's a battle that is on for your soul. And the things that are holding you bondage and keeping you separated from the Lord. That is the enemy. That is the wicked one. And this morning, is there any... Will you make a choice that God might give you fight? Will you make a choice for Jesus that he might give you power to overcome the world, to overcome the devil? All he needs is your will. That's all he needs. He just needs your yes. So when we get the opportunity here, you need to say yes to Jesus Christ. Every man, this is what we are preaching down here in London. This is not a religious ceremony. Jesus paid for our salvation. He paid that we might come back into communion with the Father. And too many portraits have been painted on the journeys through life. And we have seen too many of them. And they spoke louder than his voice. It's time for us to begin to fight for the right things. Fight for a relationship with God. Amen? We're going to have a revival down here in London, guys. And Jesus is coming to to visit the city of London. Hello. We are not saying this out of boast. Hello. Because he told us this. And this is Bible. Ho! My sheep hear my voice. We are having revival down here. People are getting up out of wheelchairs. Who want to be a part of it? Are you still wanna, are you want to stay home and watch dumb Hollywood movies? People will be getting up out of wheelchairs. People that have been confined to wheelchairs. Some were born with spinal issues that trapped them in that. Guys, let me give you something. That no basketball dunk and no touchdown. Entertainment can depict this. People are getting up out of wheelchairs. 
Blind eyes will be open. People get excited and they, they have heart attacks when they go to sporting events and they die. Well, we're raising the dead in this ministry here by the grace of God. We're going to lay hands on someone that the doctor that we have so much confidence in gave up on. And we are going to call a name huh, that has all power and authority. All power and authority. The governments don't have any power. Huh, you have been bamboozled if, if you believe that. It take a lot of us, it, it take, uh, we have to crash and burn before we really begin to understand who really have power and authority. We have to crash and burn. Even though God says, Jesus said in uh, Matthew 28, all power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And we have to crash in our own lives before we come to this reality. Why? Why can't we take God at his word? I mean, if you don't believe in God, that's a different story. You're just a fool. I didn't say that. The Bible said, the fool had said in his heart, there is no God. So you, have to, you need another prayer to unravel your foolishness. We have been playing games with the word of God and the cross of Jesus Christ. And the enemy has been battering us because of that. So if you don't do anything today, what is it that you should do? Accept Jesus Christ in your heart as your Lord and your Savior. Period. That is the one decision that you should make in this life. One. You're on the earth to make one decision. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Solomon found this out way back in after he had went on too many adventures and expeditions. And then he summed it up. After he had conquered the world, so to speak. And he said the whole duty of man is to serve God and obey his commandments. Hello. When I read that scripture, I went, this, some wisdom is here. This man has been placed. It's done for me. I'm not going to look for nothing else. Serve God and obey his commandments. Hello. So yeah, there's an opportunity today. If you are here and are never giving your life to Jesus Christ. You have never felt of his power huh? because you have never submitted your will. That opportunity is there for you this morning. But there's a... We're talking about revival and we're teaching the teachings consistent with revival. There are some of us that are heading down a road. And we've been uh, down this road for a few months now. We are very disciplined in this ministry. Very disciplined. We're not going to come and, and make bold proclamations about revival and healings and all of that and just think God is just going to come and do it anyhow. It doesn't work like that. We have to observe His Word. And that's why we have been, you know, going into the Word of God by the grace of God and expounding on those things that are consistent for the presence of God to come in that dimension. And this morning, you know, the Lord gave me this message. Uh, really yesterday evening and I'm saying you know Lord you're gonna get me in problems I've never I never touched on this one I mean I know it personal revelation but I've never uh, taught on it so I'm trusting God this morning to help me with this we're gonna talk this morning about biblical protocols to access to access God's presence biblical protocols to access God's presence now think about Think about fire, for example, or electricity, which is something that was created by God. Right? Now we know fire, you have to be very, you have to use some wisdom when you're dealing with fire, right? You have to use some wisdom when you're dealing with electricity. And even, I mean, when you're in the shower, taking a shower, no problem here. But if you take a boat, a boat and go out on the seas, you're a little bit more careful about jumping out of that boat very casually, right? There is wisdom associated with dealing with certain things. And so it is also with God. And I'll tell you why. Let's go to the Word. Let's go to uh, the book of Hebrews. 
And let's go to Hebrews 12, verses 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. God is saying serve him with reverence and godly fear. And verses 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Our God is not electricity. He's not fire. He's not atomic energy that we see all of the, they're making their boasts on. The presidents and prime ministers of the world are quantifying their strength by who has more nuclear bombs. But God, the Bible says, is a consuming fire. How do you approach him? Since you take so, such great care in dealing with the fire in your home and the electricity, blocking even the plugs so that the kids can get their fingers in there. How do you now approach God if you found out that God is a consuming fire, one element, one component of him? Is he loving? Absolutely. Is he merciful? Absolutely. But there is a, you know, when you think about fire, do you actually go and have a conversation with fire about changing the heat? No, the minute that you make that error, that fire, it burns. The minute that you uh, underestimate electricity, that thing can electrocute you. When it comes on to God, He's such, so mighty and He's so holy. Which means if He came here now, I don't know about you, but I would probably like, I don't know, maybe I'd just... Go under the earth. Can't stand in his presence. So God, in his wisdom, in the book of Exodus, he gave Moses some protocols on how to come into his presence and not get consumed by the fire. And they're available. I know that's the old covenant. And folks might say, we're not under the old covenant. But we're going to navigate that this morning in a spiritual sense. Let's go to uh, Exodus uh, 25. Father, give your people, give every man, every woman, every child that is here this morning. Oh, my King and my God, let them not hear the voice of a man. Oh, Lord God Almighty, let them not regard me. Oh, Lord. But I pray that your word, huh, that your word would pierce their hearts this morning, O King, my King and my Lord. Let your word speak to the people that are here, O Lord. Those that are new and those that have been here before, let your word, O Lord, which is able to save their souls, huh, let that, anointed by your spirit, O Lord, take them beyond my voice, O Lord. Touch them this morning, Father. Grant understanding, O Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Exodus 25. Huh. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. That's another revelation there. Whenever you give to the Lord, make sure it's willingly. Because God does not need our money because the whole thing belongs to him. We are, you know, we are tenants paying rent. And some of them have all kind of late payments. If God ever sent the collection agency, my father and my king, we couldn't, we couldn't chum up the money. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Scarlet thread. Fine linen and goat's hair. Ram, ram dyed red. Badger skins and acacia wood. Oil for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate and let them make me a sanctuary that i may dwell among them according to all that i show you 
That is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings. Just so you shall make it. See that? God is absolutely detailed, orderly. He gave precise and concise directions to Moses on how to do this. Do you see now why we all don't get our prayers answered and we really don't have a relationship with God? We are too scattered and disorganized. And God is, if we ever went, in, went to heaven, my King and my Lord, it's a place of perfection. Perfection. We must regard God like this if we ever want to have a relationship with him. So God gave this, these instructions to Moses to build this tabernacle. And there were stages. There were stages to get into his presence because man cannot run into the presence of God because he's a consuming fire. It will burn up anything within us that is unlike him, which is a lot. Mainly, it's a lot. Amen? The first, so in this tabernacle consisted of different departments. The first was the gate, the entrance, like to our home. Not everybody we allow, we allow to come in our home. We invite people to come to our home. And then the second place was the altar of sacrifice. The place of atonement because man was always in sin. And God had made it so that the bulls and the rams and the goats and so forth would take the beating for the sins of man. And that's where the sacrifice was. And the next place was the laver, which is where the washing of the hands and the feet are the word, pretty much the word of God. Then we have the lampstand. You know, I once told this to uh, the lampstand, which is a candlestick, pretty much, representing the seven spirits of God. I once told this to someone and they told me God only has one spirit, which is the, the Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God. Let's go to the book of Isaiah really quick and look at that before we go on. So just so we don't think we have some foreign thing here. Let's take it from the word of God. Isaiah 11. And let's read uh, 1 to 3. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is a spirit. And understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Those are spirit, spiritual expressions of the Holy Ghost. All of those sat on our Lord, Jesus Christ. And those are connected even with the, that's another um, revelation, uh, teaching that the Lord will allow us to go on, with the seven mountains of influence, which some of us are, are, are familiar with. And at some point, the Lord will have us, as we you know, talk about revival and, and then expressing revival. We talk about the seven mountains of influence. And then the next place is the table of shoe bread, which is the sacrifice, the place of sacrifice. Then we have the altar of incense, which is worship, where worship takes place. And then the Ark of the Covenant, where this is the presence of God. Now, most of the lessons that we do here are mainly in an invitation into going and having, doing study by the anointing of the Spirit. And so the revelation, the fullness of the revelation can come to you. So we continue on after we leave here. You know, think about when you're going to vacation, right? And you're making all of those arrangements with um, your workplace and the airline and, you know, the hotel where you're going to be staying back and forth because we know we're gonna have a grand time when we go to this place right so we are putting in all of the work that needs to be uh, done to pre in preparation for this time that we're gonna have there and if there is any disappointment with um, anything along the line we go around it and find a solution you know when it comes on to your relationship with God there you have you have to uh, commit time and commit yourself to to study 
and to read the word of God and to prayer. And many times the reason why we don't do this is because we don't see value. We don't see value. When the scripture said that we should seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. How is it that we don't see value? When God says seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, all of his righteousness, and all we can focus our time on is, is buying homes and cars. One of the revelations that we talk about here, you know, another, another area folks go is, go to John 3. I was talking with this, uh, about this with someone yesterday. Go to John 3. The Bible, Jesus talked to him, a, a guy by the name of Nico, um, a Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus, about being born of the Spirit. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, your spirit man is activated. That there is, is essential for these other revelations that God is going to bring us to make sense to you. You have to receive this by faith. And God has given you that faith. We're just talking about how now, after you have made this decision, God is going to give you wisdom on how to commune with Him, how to have a relationship with Him, how to regard His Word. Because if you disregard His Word, how can you have relationship with God? That is supposed to be the central focus of a Christian. I just kind of went over that in a general sense. But we really want to talk about the relevance of this today. The relevance of this today. And we're going to just go through really quick a couple steps that are going to allow you now to really commune with God. Your prayer life will be, if you know that at the end of your prayer, you're going to hear from God. If you know you're going to hear from God, you're going to be in the presence of God for one hour. And you know for sure that God is going to speak to you. How much problem would you have with investing that time? If you know for sure that God who created the heaven and the earth is going to speak to you, is going to communicate with you, because you're investing this time and you're taking the proper steps, we would be excited about hearing God's voice. And we would pay the price more easily. But many times, we don't have faith that anything is going to happen. We just believe this is a routine that I've done before, and I barely can conjure up any energy to go into prayer. Because when I go into prayer at the end, I hear sometimes nothing. I feel a little bit of presence. God gave this, these protocols to Moses and they're available to us today. And if you grab this, guys, grab this one and don't let it be a one-time thing. Begin to practice it. You know, thank God for mercy and grace. I did not know all of the steps like we're going to outline them out now. I did not know all of the steps, intellectually, mechanically. But somehow, I made my way to the presence of God. In my zeal and my hunger and my thirst for God. I made my way there because He's merciful. And many of us, that's how we made our way there. We didn't understand these pro protocols. And we didn't know that this was in the Word. In the beginning, when you just come to the Lord, He's pouring out on you. He's just giving you freely. Take it. Take it take it but then he begins now after a while to tell you to go to his word and mature and find out how to approach a king and sometimes we don't do that we don't we still we say, lord just do it god just do it we don't mind involvement we don't mind participation we don't mind understanding just do the supernatural thing that will wreck our faith after a while because he said that this book of the law we shall meditate on it day and night. We need to get in the word of God prayerfully and let the Holy Spirit teach us on the different principles that he wants us to learn. So this is one key one this morning, guys. First thing you have to regard, the gate to the tabernacle, the gate. In this, for us, you're recognizing that you're a spirit man. When you're praying to God, prayer and exchanges with God are spiritual it's not here we must understand that we have been born again and our spirit man is alive because Jesus Christ said that if you prof, prof, in uh, Romans 10 9 and 10 believe in your heart and profess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ you will be saved and he said to Nicodemus you have to be born again so when you're practicing 
in your home for example the presence of God and you go before the Lord you have to kind of understand you have to get in the spirit how do you get in the spirit you just meditate on Jesus that there you have to that is the first step to, to stepping into the holy of holies where the presence of God is where you'll have amazing encounters with him when you begin to fellowship through you enter the gate you enter the spirit realm not your physical body not your mind this is why many times our prayers are not answered here because we're praying and we are decreeing and declaring things from here we are not in the spirit yet still Jesus okay was raising the dead and doing all of these supernatural miracles and he told us that we would do the very same things and every time that he commanded a blind eye to be opened it was open why he was fully a spirit man living in a body we must understand this in the body in the body of Christ we can't release words from our minds and then expect the power component of God to move on the earth it has to emanate from your spirit that's the first thing enter the spirit and next the altar of sacrifice the altar of sacrifice when you're in the spirit you're discerning now what oops God is holy and I'm a sinner I can't go I cannot approach him but right there at the altar of sacrifice is the blood of Jesus Christ don't only remember the blood on Easter the blood in the spirit in the natural you would it's like you would look up and say oh, oh the blood is there that there atoned for my sins so what happens there now repentance brokenness understanding that we are sinners we need to repent at that place we need to be broken for our errors our sins against God if you're in the spirit you will recognize this brokenness if you're in the flesh you don't think you did anything wrong let's go to Psalms 51 and verses 9 Actually, let's go to verses 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. See, a broken spirit. Oh, my Father, I need your grace. I need your mercy. You start going down on your knees. You, you start taking a position that, oh, my God, without the blood of Jesus Christ, nothing happened for me. I can't go for this holy God, I cannot go before his presence, but he's giving you a way in. You begin to humble yourself and repent for forgive me, my Lord. You're in the spirit. Forgive me for my sins. I humble myself before you. You have to take that approach. You see, time investment. If your mind is being dragged on someone else or something else, your prayer time will be unfruitful. And then that leads to disappointment. And over time, how many disappointments can you go to and still remain faithful and positive and expecting? Not too many. We don't deserve this. I don't deserve this, O oh Lord. But I beg you, give me mercy, O oh Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, the blood of Jesus Christ. You begin now to pray, Lord, wash me, cleanse me. We come before God and we go, you know, shut up. Or we just start making declarations and we're still not regarding him and his sovereignty and his holiness and the protocols that he has given us and we are dry it's just a fleshy exercise and the miracles that we're calling to, um, to manifest they're not happening God has given us wisdom that we might make it into his presence 
So you repent at the altar of sacrifice. And then you move now to the, the laver, which is the word. The laver rep represents washing of the hands, washing of the feet for the priest under the old covenant. It signified that. The word of God, the promises of God are real to you now. You know that the things that you're going to be praying to God for, hello, he has given you promise, uh, promises of them in his word. You're not, I wonder if the Lord will do this. That there is another, another step to approaching the one that the worship team was building us up in this morning. Jesus, our master, our Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. And look at Buckingham Palace and the procedures that they have before you can go in and dialogue with the queen. And we run up to God. Anyhow, matter is in our eyes. You know, the ear is unkept. King of kings and Lord of lords. Where is his honor? Where is his fear? Oh, in his church. My God, we're not talking to people in the world. If we're going to have revival, my king and my Lord, when we come up to church and we come before his presence, it must be like reverential fear. We must be watching the words that are coming out of our mouths. God, listen, some people disregard this and they say, that's Old Testament stuff. That means you're basically saying that God has changed. Just because it's a faith. It's always been faith. Abraham believed by faith. We must regard these protocols. And if you begin now to hollow a place in your home, it's a place where you go for prayer. And present yourself here with the word of God. Huh! And block out every distraction, every other voice. I don't care what's happening in your life. Jesus Christ is the solution to that thing. So why not block out everything and focus on him only? And then do it consistent with the invitation that he has given you. When someone invites you to come to their wedding, for example, it's, in, it's July 21st at this such a place. And this is the dress code. We know how to do that. Right? We don't go the 20th at a different address and they ring them up and say, well, in the spirit, that's what we do. We're not taking the time to study God's word and his principles that we might get a return on our investment in him. And he's giving us the, giving us the opportunity now to learn. The next place, let's go to uh, John, 1 John 5, 14. It says, No, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him you see when you're in the spirit and you're the will of God and your will is one your prayers are answered do you know why Jesus got his prayers answered oh my God rise up take up your bed and walk the man is lame in the feet lame in the feet and Jesus walked by him and said rise up take up your bed and walk ha! and the father go do it it's my son. And the man straightened up that lame leg. Huh! Rise up on his feet. Huh! And took back his dignity. Oh, my father, are we going to do that? You know why it happened for Christ? He regarded the protocols. He was diligent huh! in knowing how to commune. He was a good student. We need to become good students. We're good when it comes on to our four years and two-year programs because that there is going to pay the bills. At least so we theorize. Not knowing that it's God that always paid the bills. Your mom don't pay the bills. Your dad didn't pay the bills. God 
pay the bills. Next place we're going to come to is the lampstand. The lampstand. And this is where God works on the mind. All of the noise. Guys, you see why we're not doing well in prayer? We are in prayer physically. Hello. And we are being bid. Who is calling my phone? So many things are like, Amanda, what time, what's happening on TV now? What else could I be doing? And we are before the king of kings. And somehow, the happenings on the earth has stolen our attention and our focus from him. We're on our knees, huh, but our mind is somewhere else. If you take this approach, when you get to this stage, the Lord will, the Spirit of God will put your mind and your will in oneness with the Father. Romans 2 and verses uh, 2. Actually, Romans 12, sorry, and verses 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh my God. Who wants to go in that realm? Who wants to go in that realm? My Father and my God. Guys, we, have, we, are, we are, I hope you know, we are selling out ourselves. We are selling our time, selling our resources, our, all of the talents and abilities by not doing this. The, you know, there is no influence on the earth when you become CEO of your company, if God is not there. No influence, no impact. It's wasted life. If you just go through college and get this four-year program and become the CEO of Tesla and never do business with Jesus Christ, you just wasted your life. Satan painted a photo, hello, of the prestige. Ha! And all of the board meetings and the different things that you will do that is going to make you of such importance. And God sum it up and say, hogwash. Hogwash. Everything that we do, unless God is in it, hog, H-O-G, W-A-S-H. No meaning, no value. Intrinsically, it has no relevance. The money that is associated with that. Hello, guys. The rain falls on the just and on the unjust. God didn't just, just because you reject Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, he didn't pluck you off of the earth and say, go. He allow you to live out your days. And then you die. And the minute that you die, you know, oh, oh, you hit your, your head like this as you go into the belly of the earth. The devil beat you up and wasted your life. And the, the devil advertised homes, cars, fancy vacations, and all of those type of things and sold it to you. I don't want to say I, because I ain't doing that. And you guys need to eliminate yourself if you're not around that crowd. And if you're in that crowd, hello, the spirit of understanding, it's here. The spirit of counsel is here to counsel you. Huh. And the spirit of knowledge is here right now. The business that is actually happening on the earth it does not happen in the White House. Where is it that they congregate in Canada? Justin Trudeau and those guys. I don't know. It's not there that it happens. Hello. It happens. Let, guys. Here. My King and my God. In the house of God. The business that is happening. On the, we are doing bigger business here than Justin Trudeau is doing up there. This has to do with the salvation of men that they might not go to hell and burn for eternity. Hello. 
It don't take a five-year-old to do that math equation in three seconds. You mean to say soul? I say soul. This is the five-year-old. Quickly. There is more value in this. That's why, listen, that's why when God gave me this invitation and I got out and he said, get out of the real estate business, get out of the job world, I'm like, yes, sir, now. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Don't change your mind. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Listen, I'm shocked that people come here and hear this message and walk back out. I don't see their faces. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, and I see them on the street, that I might give them another invitation at a walk by like this. And don't even look at them. You have to be brain dead. Oh, my Father, quicken the spirits of men to this morning, oh Lord. Ha! What are we doing? The image of God is on us and we are training it and the kids are training it for Hollywood and stupid games oh if you find yourself here this morning I had to do it like this huh! because it's been, a, it's been a while since you went to church it's been a while I don't know what they presented to you God is giving you another opportunity this morning to run with him, to run with power and authority. Who's ready to take up that offer? My King and my Lord. We're talking about how to enter the presence of God. Who would not want the protocols to enter God's presence? The next place is the table of the shoe bread where you lay your body on the altar offer your body unto God a living sacrifice the body that didn't want you to go into the presence of God to pray ha! has to cooperate now he has to get with it now because the mind that pulls it along said come and you're there that's what happened when you started praying if you stay there when I come here to pray, I'm no different than anyone. I don't listen to this body and this mind. Shut up in the name of Jesus Christ. And the devil, if he's here, he's shutting up too. Because I ain't going out until I make contact with my master. Period. And I have to pray in the spirit until my spirit man is bold. Ha! That's why I jump like this. Because my spirit man is alive. He's kicking on the inside. And let me tell you something. He's reigning and ruling over this body here. Ha! And the devil can't get my attention by showing this mind. And this body, anything on the earth, huh? it's what our Lord paid for when he went to that cross. And you're supposed to walk in the fullness of it. And you have a fight. Young people, you have a fight. This is the truth of God's word. Huh? And they have sold you something else. We want to know who have a fight. That's what God says. You know, bring them down to the water and let me try them there for you. Huh? We're, he's trying you this morning to see if there is any guts. If there is a seed inside of you that he can work with. One seed. And the power of God boom, explodes in you. And you overcome this world. And that's when you matter in the cosmos. People that move in the world and the world. Even witch doctors understand. Even witches understand this. They're not running for God. But they know that if they're going to have any impact on the earth, they must contact some supernatural being. Huh. Even, though that, even though that supernatural being is going to give them a little bit of money, which they deem to be success, and then dump them into hell pretty soon. That's what witch doctors do. They go, we ain't working, we're not coming up on this earth here. Something else is causing. There's a wheel huh, in the spirit that is moving this earth. Everything that happened here is spiritual. This here is the right way to do it. This is by the spirit of truth. This is by the word of God. This is how you contact the spirit element. Huh! By the spirit of God. The next place, after you offer your body a living sacrifice, is the altar of incense. That is the place of intimacy. That is the place of koinonia, communion. Huh! 
your sincere God know. That's why sometimes we're not dancing around here. It's here I am. Huh! Another reality. I don't, at that point, you don't care who's around or how you look. You don't really care how you sound either. You're a moment. In a, you're a moment from absolute ecstasy, explosion in the arms of God. When you are right here. Ha! Psalms 42. Psalms 42 and verses 7. It says, deep calls into deep at the noise of your waterfalls. Deep calls into deep at the noise of your waterfalls. Guys, the mind can't unravel this now, guys. But folks, if you're out, if you are a surfer, and you head out, and the grand waves, the one that you've been waiting on, that it might take you on a journey. Ha! My King and my God. That man that is inside of you, that has been birthed by Christ. That's where he is. He's on that wave now. Ha! That's when you see people praying in tongues. Ha! You hear that heavenly language coming out of there. Ha! You're riding the wave of the Spirit. High places, guys. Ha! You're soaring like the eagle. My king and my lord. He wants us to discover that. Right here on this earth. You can have this type of exchange of reality. With our lord. Today. Wait until you die. Ha! And the last place. The holy of holies. That's where you are now. You are in the presence of God. My King and my Lord. You're in the presence of God. You hear his voice. He says, My daughter, I've been waiting for you. Ha! My son, my son, my son. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for, to, to, for you to come like this. You have been hindered by the world. You have been hindered by your flesh and the businesses and the cares of life. Huh! But no, you paid the price. What will he say to you at that time? What is it that your Lord will speak to you? That is the dimension where prayers are answered. Where the earth become valueless and the things that the devil showed you in prior life, you go, what was I thinking? You met the master. Ha! You met the creator. And this fight that you see down here, to and fro, is one big waste. Psalms 91. This psalm is now a reality. It's a reality. It's no longer a figment of your mind. It says, he who dwells, Psalms 91 verses 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. The perilous pestilence. What do they call it? COVID. Guys, we live here. What, 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 what are we talking about, COVID? We, we live here with God in his presence. People don't understand why we take this position when it comes on to COVID or whatever it is cancer the only thing that happens to you and I know is what God permits to happen 
And then we have another technology for that. It call, it's called My grace is sufficient in your weakness, for I am made strong. My King and my Lord, we're spiritual people. The devil has been exciting us. As soon as some of us go to the work environment tomorrow, or forget about tomorrow, just leaving this building, somebody's waiting with another wisdom, an inferior wisdom, to steal this wisdom here. How much would you protect that which is valuable to you? How much will you protect? Security systems in the home, in the cars. Hello? Safety deposit boxes. The cash is held at the bank. How would you protect this word that God has given to you? How would you guard it? How would you keep it? Let me tell you, after this truth was revealed to me, I gave value to this. No man can steal it. They can take the car, guys. They can take the house. Take the car, take the house. Don't touch my God. Or else, we're talking about guns now. I'm mad. Take the stupid car, take the house. And they can fire me from the job. I don't care about that. Mess with my relationship with Jesus Christ. And this to commu uh, ability and a relationship that we have we enter the war zone now huh! war zone that let me, I'm giving you an, an attitude in doing this I'm giving you an attitude of how to deal with the people outside huh! the voices that will speak in your ear to steal this truth from you I'm giving you an attitude how to deal with it because it's not it's many that received this and faith was there and they stepped outside and somebody stole the euphoria ha! that comes with the revelation of Jesus Christ from them. We're going to see who will fight now. When this word is preached, we really see who will fight. That is how you get into God's presence. So the gate, at the gate, Jesus becomes real at the gate. You enter into the spirit. And then the altar the cross of Jesus Christ becomes real. The fact that he went to that cross for you and I. At the labor, the word that is able to cleanse you and save your soul. The word of God becomes real. And at the lampstand is will. You and him are one. And the table of showbread, your body is offered as a living sacrifice, you finally forgot about the phone and the movie and whatever distraction was there. And at the altar of incense, it's pure ha! worship, intimacy. And then you're in his presence, the holy of holies, and you hear his voice. Take this. And when you go into prayer, I don't care how much of a fit your mind throws you. I don't care. Your body is not used to this because your body is used to feasting on screens. You stay there. Practice his presence. Stay there and discipline your mind and say, body, shut up. Hit yourself like that. And gain control out of your mind. Until Jesus Christ bids you, huh? and say, come, I'll take you now. And then go with him. Your life will change. Your prayer life will change. It will be an excitement inside of you when you think about going before the presence of God. Everything changes, guys. Fear. Doubt. Faith happens when you see him. How can you see him? How can you sense him and don't have any faith? Don't go and try conjuring up faith with the mind and, and making miracles with the mind. No. 
demand this from God because it's a, it's a promise that he has given to us. Ha! We would explode in relationship with God. We'd defy this world. My God, we would claim miracles and souls would be coming to the kingdom. That's what we're focused on here, guys. Don't let Facebook and Instagram steal your communion, relationship, koinonia, intimacy with the one who make you. Don't let it happen anymore. You've seen those photos all the time. My God, do business with God. Amen? So, Father, I thank you this morning huh! for, for this revelation. Thank you for your word. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. You are here huh! to reveal this to your children that you love. You are here to reveal it to them, oh Lord. Huh! Oh, my King and my Lord. Huh! Whatever is hindering, oh Lord, this intimacy with anyone that is in this environment, anyone that is online, Father, I pray now. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it be removed. Let it be taken away, O oh God, as they have come into your presence, O oh Lord. Look into you, the author of their lives. Bring healing to them. Whatever lies that the enemy placed there, O oh God, remove it. Trauma, heal. Father, I pray this morning, touch your people, O oh God. Touch us all, my King and my Lord. And let your presence go. Let faith go, O oh Lord, with each and every individual here and that are online. Huh! My King, my Lord, and my God. And I thank you, O oh Lord, for the great exchanges that they will have with you because of your word that they will put into action. And thank you, Father. We give you thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.